This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Greetings, humans. You have entered the command zone, your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander. Enjoy your stay. What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Jimmy Wong. No song today? We. This is about the eighth episode we've did in four days, so no. <laughs> in fact, I think we've run out of We songs. don't have that many songs in our repertoire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, we're we actually, we've sang every song in existence at this point. <laughs> <laughs> every single one. Uh, so this is our budget upgrade series for the Commander Precon decks. There are two with Commander Legends, just like there were yep. for uh, Zendikar Rising. So today we're going to be tackling the Boros Armed for Combat Voltron Equipment slash Aura deck. Um, Don't forget you have to house it then. Oh, house it. I'm Josh Lee Kwai. This, the no song just totally threw me off. <laughs> well, we're also just like, can we get through these episodes? The people <laughs> need to hear how these upgrades will go. Because actually, these are really fun episodes to do because the pre-cons are a great entry point for a lot of people into Commander, and they're releasing two of these now with every set. So we're going to do the same thing we do for these decks every single time, which is we're going to give you, we're going to do a stats breakdown of what the deck looks like, how the reprints are, what the value is, and then we're going to give you um, some advice on which cards... Uh, which 10 cards specifically we think mm-hmm. you should put in, which 10 cards we think you should take out for $25 or less or around there yeah. um, to get the the precon just armed for combat as quickly as possible. I was going to say ready for battle, but that's nice. what armed for combat means. Yeah, I liked armed for combat better. <laughs> <laughs> but first, if you want to upgrade this deck, well, you're going to have to own the deck and the best place to buy both of these precons or any... Thing from Commander Legends, booster yeah. boxes, uh, collector boosters, singles is a good way to go. The best place to get all that stuff is cardkingdom.com slash command zone. That's our affiliate link. And when you use it, you are supporting all of our content. That's this podcast, extra turns, game nights, Commander Legends, you're a commander player. You're going to buy some of this stuff for sure. If you just use the affiliate link, when you do, you're simultaneously helping out the content you enjoy at no additional cost to you. You just help us out in addition to getting the magic cards. Yeah, and it's also the holiday season coming right up. Mm. And I actually have sort of taken a step back from buying product this year for obvious reasons. But Commander Legends, I cannot help myself. I can't wait to pick up some of that stuff. And when I do... I'm going to put it into Ultra Pro sleeves. I'm going to put it into top loaders. I'm going to put it into whatever I need to make my game pieces safe because there are some really great cards in this set. Brand new commanders, 71 of them. Whew, way too many to do trades for. Uh, so when we trust Ultra Pro, we really do mean it because we use it on Game Nights Extra Turns. You see the product in action all the time, and that's how you know that it works. The shuffle feels great. The new Eclipse Pro gloss sleeves look really amazing, with the, especially the, the foils and the etch foilings that's going to be in Commander Legends. Okay, there's not etch foiling, but you can see the the color vibrancy is really good. It looks um, Yeah, on these Pro Gloss Eclipse sleeves. Yeah, Ultra so, Pro just is the best. And while you're at Car Kingdom, you can pick up some Ultra Pro stuff too, or you can support your local game store because they all need that support right now. Just by buying Ultra Pro products, you're also in part supporting the command zone. Uh, and the final way to support all of our content is directly if you go to patreon.com slash command zone. You get all kinds of perks like getting to watch extra turns and game nights earlier than the general public and we have yeah. episodes of each of those coming out very very soon for commander legends yep you also also when you watch it early those uh, episodes are ad free also patrons get access to an audio version of the podcast that's ad free 
And in addition, we shout out one lucky patron every single episode. And this episode is dedicated to... Taisha Garcia. Taisha, you rock. Oh, not to mention when the new episodes come out on our Discord, if you're on there, there's tons of discussion about the episode and you can ask us direct questions. It's almost like you get the round table way early. It's nice. All right, let's do it. Armed for Combat, that's the name of the Boros Voltron Aura Equipment Commander Precon. Um, again, we're going to break down the stats and everything, then we're going to do 10 cards in, 10 cards out for a around $25 budget. In fact, I went well under the budget on this one. Yeah. Uh, so we're usually going to leave the mana base as, as is on these. So if you've got duels and shocks, well, you probably don't have duels and shocks. Well, maybe you do. Um, if, but if you've got shocks, fetches, or just cool lands from the most recent sets, go ahead and put those in there. We won't talk about that much. Shocks have been around now. They've been reprinted a bunch, They're still which expensive. Is they always climb back up. No, yeah. Well, you always got to get them when they do get yeah. out there into the market. Every time they go back to Ravnica, get shock lands. <laughs> All right. Let's go over the commander of the precon. There's only one in these uh, in these set decks, as we call them. They don't have the three legendary creatures. They just have mm -hmm. the one. This is Wyleth, Soul of Steel. One, a red and a white for a 2-2. Legendary creature, Human Warrior with Trample. Whenever Wyleth attacks, draw a card for each aura and equipment attached to it. Ah, we've seen this theme quite a bit now with Boros. Akiri, uh, which Josh played on Game Nights, has a lot of similarities to Wyleth. We also reviewed this on our part two of the solo legends for commander. Yep. Um, but yeah, Wyleth. Well, when we did the review before on the solo legends um, set review, that was without budget in mind and without the pre-con in mind. So that was like as if you're building a Wyleth deck mm -hmm. from scratch. So we're going to talk about it here as if you're building a Wyleth deck, starting with the pre-con and only adding in and taking out a few cards for a $25 budget. So we are going to talk about quite a few different cards. Also, we're going to talk about this deck uh, a little bit more. But Wyleth seems, like you said, similar to Akiri, although the strategy is different. Akiri wants mm -hmm. to put our equipment, and it's only equipment for Akiri, it's not ours, right. uh, onto multiple creatures and swing, whereas Wyleth wants to get a lot of equipment just on Wyleth and swing because you draw a card for each aura and equipment attached to Wyleth. Right. Yeah, yeah you'd probably put the Wyleth deck card in the Akiri deck. The Akiri deck card does not work as well inside the Wyleth deck. Right. Also, would it kill Boros to just say aura and equipment on all of these Equipment Matters cards? Do you think they could just get away by, if Akiri was remedied, to just say aura and equipment? Yeah, it fine? seems like she should, right? It's not like any of the auras are really busted. I yeah. mean, they're all fine. <laughs> it's not going to break it. All right, let's talk about the other. There's uh, All these decks have three new cards, Wyleth being one in this mm -hmm. one, and then it's always new card, commander, and then two other new cards. So let's go over the other two cards. All right, this first one is an enchantment aura. It's called Timely Ward, two and a white, and you may cast this spell as though it had flash if it targets a commander. Enchant creature. Enchanted creature has indestructible. So this is a flash speed enchantment specifically for your commander. However, you can also cast it as normal as an aura on another creature to give it indestructible. Three mana, give indestructible, no stat boost. Seems overcosted to me, and I honestly think it could have just said flash. Yeah, and there's a lot of great auras out there at the three mana slot. And having restricting this to the commander, it sort of feels like what's on theme for a lot of the if you control your commander as you cast the spell type spells out there. But it is a bit overcosted, especially when Gift of Immortality exists. So, yeah, I just not think, terribly think this exciting. could have either just said flash and been flash speed all the time, or it could have been two mana, one and a white. Yeah. It seems a little bit hefty. Uh, but definitely timely. <laughs> <laughs> all right, the next card, or the, the final new card is Blazing Sunsteel. It's one in a red for an artifact equipment 
Equip creature gets plus one, plus O oh for each op- opponent you have. Okay. So in a four-player game, this will be plus three, plus O oh to the cr- equip creature. It says whenever equip creature is dealt damage, it deals that much damage to any target. So it's a little bit Boros Reckoner. Turns it into kind of a Boros Reckoner. Yeah, Brash Tauncher. Yeah. Um, the equip cost. Four. <laughs> Four? <laughs> Four. It doesn't give a toughness boost either, so it it sort of doesn't synergize with itself, right? Like, you, you yeah. want it to be dealt damage and deal that damage, but it only gives a power boost. Yeah. If the, you somehow get Blazing Sunsteel and the Timely Ward on Wyleth, then that's it. Combo-tastic. Seven mana later, you maybe, depending on what blocked it, deal like four damage to something. Yeah, like, actually nine mana, because you have to cast it, equip it, and play oh Timely Ward. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. In Boros, nonetheless. The four equip cost just seems nuts to me. I think this could have easily been like two, at least three. Like, yeah. Or maybe it costs three, and then it's two to equip. It's, I don't know. I, th- th- this just seems like not very useful. I, I might... I don't even know if I would put this in my stop hitting yourself deck, which I don't have anymore. But I oh, interesting because I was going to say so expensive. It might be an auto include in that kind of deck, but four equip cost is a lot. I get it though; it makes it really hard to block the creature because if you do, it's going to deal damage to something, and then that damage that gets dealt to it is going to go somewhere else and maybe kill something or hit someone in the face. But you still have to re-equip it if you do that, and that's four mana. Eey. Six mana to get that going just seems like a lot. Okay, let's talk about the contents of the deck. There are three new cards, which we just talked about. There are 23 basic lands, which leaves 74 reprints. Remember these set decks, these new commander pre-con decks, they have a lot more reprints than the commander product we're used to in the past because they have less new cards. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about what everyone's always wondering, which is the deck value. Value. The reprint value in the deck. So note that this is only going to take into account the reprints, not the basic lands, not the new cards. Mm -hmm. We don't know the prices on the new cards. These prices are, as we usually do it, from before the time at which the deck was revealed. So usually once you reveal, hey, these cards are going to be reprinted, a bunch of those cards go down in price. So when you look at the price right now, it's probably going to be a little bit less. But we always do this, so this allows us to compare with the deck value from past commanders and stuff. Specifically from like Zenikar Rising, because right. that was the last precons we got. Yeah, that's a good point, because Zenikar Rising also is the first time that we got precons like this. Mm-hmm. So now we can kind of compare apples to apples a little bit more, because comparing these decks to traditional commander precons is probably not fair. No, nope. because they're Wait, not meant too many, to be. And new, so many new cards in those decks as well. Yeah, and these decks are also quite a bit cheaper than yeah. the commander regular commander decks. So, all right, let's talk about the top reprints in the deck. These are reprints that. We're defining top reprint as anything that's $5 or more. Ooh, this is going to be spicy, hopefully. It's also going to be short. Oh. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Okay, so there are only two. The first one is Sigarda's Aid. Oh, okay. It's Uh, the ultimate uh, enchantment for equipment decks. You can cast aura equipment spells as though they had flash. Perfect synergy with Wyleth. And whenever an equipment enters the battlefield under control, you may attach it to target creature you control. So that makes Blaze and Sunsteel way better, but it's also a two-card combo. Yeah, and... The great thing about Cigar's Days is it's only one white mana, so you can yeah. get that going like really, really early. And it definitely makes all your Orner equipment a lot more well, powerful. It pays for itself almost yeah. immediately. It doesn't do anything for Timely Ward. I guess if you're equip- if you're attack- uh, casting it on not wild. Yeah, because it's um, flash. That was about $8 before Cigar's Aid. Wow. So that's a decent reprint. That's the highest reprint in the whole deck, though. The yeah. second one is Sram Senior Artificer, which is one in white for a 2 2 dwarf advisor. Whenever you cast an aura, equipment, or vehicle spell, draw a card. So there's obviously, this is a aura equipment Voltron type deck. There's going to be a number of those cards. So SRAM is just card draw on the deck. That was about $6 before. Oh, okay. All right. There's that's a it. lot of value stapled onto that. 
Yeah, that's, oh, that's it. it. That's all the five dollars or more cards in the entire deck. Hmm. I'm going to feign surprise, like I couldn't see it on the paper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as, let's talk about some more reprints. This is other highlights that we're defining as stuff that's two dollars or that was two dollars or more before the deck reveal. Right. Um, I don't think we have to read all of these what they do, but right, let's just yeah. run down the list here. So Soul Ring is a card like Arcane Signet that's always going to dip when it gets reprinted and just climb back up because it's so ubiquitous in all the decks. It might not even dip anymore because they're going to print this thing. You know, they used to print it in four or five decks a year. A now year, it's going to yeah. be in like 10, 12. You know, who knows how many of these decks there are next year. But right. we're, it's there's definitely going to be a lot more Soul Rings. I, I bet it'll continue to dip now if they keep doing this. That'd be great. Uh, it's definitely a card that, you know, you don't want it to ever cost more than $2. But here it is sitting, you know, 3 $4 when it rises back up in price. Yep. Swords to Plowshares. That's in there. It was about 4 bucks. Boros Charm, a really good card that goes in all Boros decks, three fifty. Swiftfoot Boots, another great classic equipment. Goes in a lot of decks, 3 bucks. Relentless Assault, which is an extra combat card was about three dollars nice that's great that makes it uh my paco and haldan deck was like how why do all of these there is a budget deck. It's like why do all these extra attack spells cost so much money yeah because <laughs> they're so good yeah <laughs> uh generous gift which is a modern horizons two in the white destroy a permanent in white and then the the controller gets the elephant in the room uh yeah that was about 250 unbreakable formation gives stuff indestructible and pumps it uh that was about two dollars and thirty cents Sunforger, uh, which I su- was surprised actually didn't climb higher, considering this is like the best equipment in any deck. But it goes only in Boros decks. Right, uh, any Boros deck. It was about 2 bucks 30 cents as well. Spirit Mantle, uh, an aura that your equip- or, sorry, enchanted creature gets plus 1, plus 1, and has protection from creatures, so it can't be blocked and can't be hurt by creatures. Yeah, That's- just compare this to Timely Ward. Why yeah. does Timely Ward cost 3 mana? <laughs> Uh, that was about 2.30 as well. Yep. And then there's Wear and Tear, which is a split card that you can destroy an artifact or an enchantment in Boros. Again, that's sort of a staple in the yep. Boros decks. It's $2 and... It was just about two bucks. Two bucks yeah. yeah, two bucks, yeah. And then Marshall Coup is the last one, and it was about two bucks, and it's a board wipe uh, that makes tokens. Or sorry, it's a token maker that sometimes board wipes. Yes. Okay. Uh, so the cards that were $5 or more, there were only two... There were 13 cards that were $2 or more. The total reprint value of the deck, $73.90. Again, this is before deck reveal. That seems pretty low, and let's compare that to the ZNR, the Zendikar Rising pre-cons. Their average value between the two of them was $96.03. The Demir deck was $106 of reprint value, and the Nye deck was $85.90. So both quite i mean the demir deck way higher than blue and black whereas the deck with red and white it <laughs> was a significant about 20 bucks less i mean would it have still averaged out to 96 bucks yeah would it have been so hard to just put smothering tithe in this deck and then all of a sudden it's 95 dollars just right there yeah and i don't know the timing about this either but we gotta get a dockside extortionist reprint i want to see there that print as yeah. many times as soul ring then that would this would be about a hundred dollars it's not like those cards would push this up above what the other ones were, right? It would yeah. bring it in line with what the other ones were. Teferi's Protection, that's another card that could easily just go in this deck. Yeah, this is disappointing. I think the reprint value is just low. Obviously, these decks are a little bit cheaper than the Commander Precons we're used to, but still, like, it, I, 
where are we going to get these cards? Like, Smothering Tithe, where's that card going to come again? Teferi's Protection, that's a hard card to reprint, right? It's got phasing on it. Like, put it in the commander decks when you can. Yeah, and obviously these are tailored to more new players, but at the same time... They still like Smothering Tithe. Yeah, and those cards are also, you know, the more they cost, the harder it is for people to play these colors, which are already classically underserved. So... They definitely need to get reprinted. I, you know, I will be very vocal and upset if we don't see a lot of those reprinted in next year's product. Because again, I know that these sets are designed, you know, sometimes two, three years in advance. So I'll give them the benefit of doubt in this case. But we'll see next year when when time comes. All right, let's go to the stats. All right, this deck. Are you ready? Yep. Are you ready? Because you're looking at the paper. I'm sad. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, ramp cards. Number of ramp cards in the deck. Four. What? Number of card draw cards in the deck. Three. What? Now, remember, Wyleth is a card draw card, but still, three? Wait, three? Wyleth counts for maybe 1.5 because you're going to cast the card at least once every game. But it's not like it just draws you cards. you got to put equipment on it and, and get attack. attacks. Yeah, like, yeah. It's not going to draw you every t- all the time. I know red and white doesn't have a lot of options in either of those, but seven total? Yeah, that's each. nuts. Targeted removal, something red and white is good at. There's 10. Okay. So that's about in line with what we'd want. Wrath, board wipes, there's five. So that part of the deck looks fine. Yeah. Um, Where'd they spend the rest of the card slots on? Okay, well, let's look. So Wyleth cares about auras and equipment. So the natural question is how many auras and how many equipment? Auras, there are five. That doesn't make sense. Unless there's a ton of equipment. Equipment, there are 14. That's a lot. Yeah, so there's 19 auras and equipments combined. I think that's pretty close to what you'd want. Maybe you'd want a little bit more. I think this is different when we talked about the Akiri deck, how I was worried about... I needed multiple creatures. I, 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 you had to balance. You didn't want a ton of equipment because you always want creatures to equip them to. This deck wants Wyleth to equip them to, which you always kind of have access to. So I think it can stand to have more ores and equipments than the Akiri deck. 14 equipment, though, is definitely on the heavy side for sure. Um, here's a weird thing. Number of instants in this deck. 22. Dang. Yeah, which is, is weird. It's perplexing when you look at the list and you lay it out in this way. And the only thing I could think of is they really want Sunforger to be a focal point in this deck. Ah, like, whoever designed this deck was like, you know what's a good card? Sunforger. <laughs> the problem is, like, you have to draw a Sunforger at some point. Otherwise, a bunch of these incidents are not are just not as good to have in the deck as uh, maybe other ores and equipments or things that synergize with that. Yeah, and you're not, like, drawing a lot with this deck either because you only have three cards that draw your cards. Yeah, you're hoping to get, you know, two or three um, ores and equipment on Wyleth and swing multiple times. Like, yeah. Uh, good luck. Um, creatures in the deck. There are only 12. Um... 11 and Wyleth. So very few creatures. If if Wyleth gets removed a couple times, you might be you might just be stuck with like a bunch of and equipment, just nothing to put it on. Yeah, a bunch of instance auras and equipment and nothing to block and you're going to be dead real quick. So I think the deck designers were aware of this and as a result, they put a bunch of haste enablers into the deck because uh, okay. I think they're hoping like okay, if stuff goes bad, at least you can hopefully play Wyleth and get it to swing the turn it comes out rather than have to wait a rotation. So there are five haste enablers. There are Ring of Valkus, Swiftfoot Boots, Haunted Cloak, Sword of Vengeance, and Slayer's Stronghold. Oh, geez. Well, Haunted Cloak and Ring of Valkus and Swiftfoot Boots equip for one, yep. which is nice. But Sword of Vengeance equips for three, and Slayer's Stronghold is a land, which is good as well. But you're trying to equip. Here's the thing. Cast Wyleth, give her haste, equip stuff on them. Only four ramp spells, and each of these are going to cost you more man to cast and equip as well. It seems like it's a very inefficient deck. Yeah, it's, it's well, okay, well, I'll talk about that in a minute. But yes, <laughs> it, the deck is definitely not 
as focused as I think we would like. Here's a, another weird quality about the deck. Because it's a Boros, low-to-the-ground, aggro-type deck, right? Okay. There are 40 lands in the deck. 4-0. And not like there aren't ways to cheat out lands, right? They didn't... Put no, they didn't do the thing there. that I've been talking about with yeah. Crucible of Worlds and the fetch lands, of course, because the value of this deck would be like $700. <laughs> no, there's just 40 lands, and I can't really figure out why. Like, I think you want closer to 36-37 because this is not a deck with a really high CMC. Yeah. It's it's trying to get out and swing early, get equipment onto its thing, and, and draw you the value early, and hopefully, you know, have a big scary threat that maybe knocks somebody out pretty early. Like, Interesting. Yeah, I, ju I just don't know why there's so many lands. Um so the the stats of the deck, we can put them all on screen now. Four ramp, three card draw, ten removal, five wraths. Then there's five auras, fourteen equipment, twenty-two instants for Sunforger, I'm assuming. Twelve creatures, counting Wyleth, five haste enablers, and forty lands. I feel like someone just went willy-nilly with the knobs and started cranking them left and right, and this is kind of what we got left with, because it doesn't seem terribly balanced here. Yeah. This deck is kind of all over the place. So it's gonna be interesting to see with only ten cards. Uh, what we can do with this thing to sort of get it up to speed so that it can hold its own in real games of Commander. Indeed. But we're going to go over all that when we come back from this quick break. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Is that all the, oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian Pigeon Mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Join Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramont Plus. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, we are back. We are talking about Born to Fight, Ready for Action. Armed for Combat. Armed for Combat. <laughs> <laughs> it is the Boros You just named the next five decks for them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was thinking we could do a fun experiment where you give someone two colors and then make them create the land name for it. Right. Because it's always like, you know, if it was a Boros land, it'd be like burned uh, sunscape something, you know. <laughs> anyway, uh, we are talking about the Wyleth deck. It is a Commander Precon with Commander Legends. It meant to be an introductory deck. We went over the stats of the deck. We also went over what cards uh, are of value in it and the reprint value. And now it's time for the fun part of the experiment. Ten cards out, ten cards in. Our total budget is around $25 for this experiment. But Josh, I hear, I hear you got some savings for us today. Yes, I'm definitely well under the $25 limit. Uh, there's one card on there that's like $14. bucks. we will get to it near the end. That it's, I also have a, a, an alternative for that, yeah. a $2 version of it. So like, you can do this for very, very cheap and I think get, make the deck quite a bit better. Um, one thing I want to say at the start is it's pretty boring to talk about ramp and card draw, mm -hmm. but those two categories in the deck are, are obviously lacking. So I think ramp is even more important because at least Wyleth does draw you cards. Yeah. So I would take out like three lands. They've got Rupture Spire and Transguild Promenade in this deck, mm. which are garbage cards, especially in a two-color deck. They're yeah. lands that cost you another mana, and they tap for all five colors, but you only need two colors. Just 
Plains and Mountain are just strictly better than Rupture Spire and Transguild Promenade in this deck. Take those out for sure. Take another land out just because you don't need 40 lands in this deck. And you can add in some of the 2CMC ramp or whatever. I would suggest Mindstone, Wayfarer's Bobble, Thought Vessel just got reprinted. Commander Legends is way cheaper now. Yep, Arcane Signet has been reprinted a bunch. Knight of the White Or Orchid. Just put in all those or three or four of those or whatever, as many of those as you've got or can get your hands on. So this deck will need ramp. Yeah, it's like the Boro Stutter Pack. Find as many two-mana rocks as you can. Yep. Jam them in there, and then... Wayfarer's Bobble, Knight of the Wild Orchid, and yeah. that's about as good as you can do. Savin's Reclamation and that sort of stuff, too, brought back if, if, if you have those as but well. But you have to have the fetch lands for those to really yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. But you can also use those won't. with, you know, the lesser cool fetch lands, like the Evolving Wads and Terramorphic Expanses. Um, okay, so let's talk about the actual 10 cards that we suggest you add and the 10 to take out. So the first is cheap Voltron pieces. I think... In the because these all sort of count as card draw, mm -hmm. and so I think your goal is get Wyleth out, and then on the turn after you play Wyleth, get at least three things onto it, at least two, but hopefully three. Because if you immediately draw like three cards, that's going to refill your hand quite a bit, and you'll be set up decently in that game. And even yeah. if they kill Wyleth, then which isn't great, don't get me wrong, at least then you've got the hopefully you're going to hit your land drops for the next couple turns, get it back out, do that again, especially if you get get a haste enabler among there, mm -hmm. and. You know, if Wyleth can draw you six or seven car cards in the course of the game, that's going to be pretty good. And then maybe, you know, you can... Well, we'll talk about how to win later on, but it's it's not the easiest thing. So cheap <laughs> Voltron pieces. Shuko is a really good card in this deck. It's one mana for an artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus one, plus zero, oh, but the equip cost is zero. Like slipping on some gloves. And this is great because you can play it on turn one just waiting for Wyleth to come out. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the next one, Bonesaw. This one is kind of the opposite of Shuko, where it's zero man to cast and one to equip, and equip creature gets plus one, plus O. Yep. I think it's better if the equip cost is zero, because you're likely to pay that more than yeah. once than it is that the cost is zero. But still, it's anything that's one or less is going to be pretty good, because you can slide it onto Wyleth pretty easily. Um, those cards are both 50 cents or under, and you can put both in, you can put just one in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the next one is Griff's Boon. Yeah, I love this card. It's an enchantment aura for a white mana. It gives a creature plus one, plus O, oh, and has flying. But more importantly, because a lot of your auras are going to go to the graveyard if Wyleth or your creatures die, three and a white, you can return Griff Boon, Griff's Boon from your graveyard to the battlefield, attached to target creature at sorcery speed. So you can rebuy it later on when you don't have stuff to do with your mana. And it gives it flying and evasion, which makes it really hard to block Wyleth. Yeah. So one mana, and yeah, the evasion's great because you don't want to look around and be like, uh-oh, anybody yeah. I attack with Wyleth, he's going to die. <laughs> um, so flying is great. Uh, Sentinel's Eyes is similar. It's one white mana for an aura. and uh, Enchanted creature gets plus one, plus one, and has Vigilance. That's just good yep. right there, right? Yeah, because the Vigilance is good because you do want to block her because you're going to have like one powerful creature, mm -hmm. right? So you want it to be playing on both sides of the ball, as they say. So yeah. you want it to be able to attack and defend. And then Sentinel's Eyes is similar to Griff's Boon, right? Where it has Escape for one white and exile two cards mm -hmm. from your graveyard. So if you pay a white, exile two cards from your graveyard while Sentinel Size is in your graveyard, you can then put it onto the battlefield. Uh, so this is a way to buy it back for one white. So again, you can get value out of it if Wyleth dies because you really don't want to stack like a bunch of auras on Wyleth. It gets killed and those cards are just gone. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, next up, we have a Throne of Eldraine, uh, fourth OC type one, although Wyleth, I'm sure, wouldn't actually wear this into battle, but it's the Crystal Slipper. If one the in shoe red. fits. <laughs> if the shoe fits, gain haste. Uh, equipped creature gets plus one, plus one, has haste, and equipped cost of one. So this is actually the same stat line as 
your Swiftfoot boots minus the Hexproof. It gives a tiny power boost, but yeah, one equip cost to give it haste. Again, you're going to be able to do this when you cast Wireless a lot of times, especially if you're ramping on, you're playing the Slipper or something on one or two, and then you're ramping on two, and then blam, you can play Wireless and then pay the equip cost on three. Yeah. Uh, I also really like it for when they kill Wyleth, then you play it on, you know, later on down the line, pay the one mana, slide the slipper over, maybe Sentinel's Eyes, escape, attack, get two card draw on that turn that you played Wyleth. Whereas if you don't have haste, now you're just waiting, hoping it lives one more turn. Yeah, not great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all the cards we've mentioned so far are 50 cents or less. And cl- in fact, a lot of them are like 25 cents to a, to 10 cents. Uh, so those are all cheap cards. Nice. The next one's slightly more expensive. It's about $2.50, still easily within our budget range. And I think this card's just generally good in equipment decks and gets overlooked a little bit. It's Dousing Dagger. Get doused. It's a flip card, so it has two sides and a way to flip it. Yep, so it's two mana for an equipment. When it enters the battlefield, target opponent uh, creates two zero two plant creature tokens. With Defender. Yep. It's just fine for you, honestly. Like, even if you have to attack them, Wyleth draws cards on attack. It yeah. doesn't have to deal combat damage, so it's not the worst. Obviously, you usually give to somebody you're not going to attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it says, equip creature gets plus two, plus one. And whenever equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, you may transform the Dousing Dagger, and it becomes Lost Veil, which is a land that taps for three mana of any one color. Hey, if it's the equipment and the ramp slot, it's not bad. You exactly. do lose the equipment, but that's fine. That's yeah, you totally get the fine. one card draw, it flips over, and it's like a card that put three extra mana on the table for you. It put a Gilded Lotus on the table for you, right? That's in yeah. a land form. So I really like that card. Yep, and then a final uh, addition here is Togo, Goblin Weaponsmith, Josh Lee Kwai's new favorite card in mm-hmm. red. Two in red for a 2-2 whenever land enters the battlefield under your control. You create a colorless equipment artifact token named Rock with equipped creature has pay one mana, tap it, sacrifice rock. This equipped creature deals two damage to any target and the equip cost of one. So Togo gives you tons of stuff you can throw into Wildlife, even though it doesn't bump her toughness or her power or give her anything out except for like being able to toss a rock. This is great. Really cheap equip cost. You can have like four or five of these out at some point, equip them all, and then draw, you know, a bunch of cards with Wyleth. Sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, I think I'm satisfied even if Togo only makes two rocks, right? That's yeah. two equipment that only costs one to equip that's going to draw me two extra cards at some point in the game. And, and if Togo makes four or five rocks, that could be really, really good for you because, again, they're just cheap to equip. You just get them on Wyleth for the extra card draw. Why wasn't Togo in the deck? I don't know. Probably because... I don't Commander know. Commander Legends. Yeah, they reprint Commander Legend cards mm. or, or cards from the set these are from. Uh, they did that with Zendikar Rising. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about winning. I think it'll be important for this deck to win from nowhere because here's the play pattern I see with these type of decks all the time, right? They get out to a pretty fast start. They scare everybody because they have one big scary thing. They've done some damage, mm-hmm. but it's not enough to kill anybody. And then the table's just like, kill that thing, kill that thing. And now... You're just sitting there not doing much. And anything you do from turn eight on, they're ready for it because they have either removal open or they've got a way to, you know, deal with it by the time it gets her back around to your turn. So it's just very hard to sort of punch out of nowhere. The haste enablers help you, but I wanted some more ways, you know, if while this sort of being held in check. You also have three opponents, mind you. Yeah. Typically. So Valduk, Keeper of the Flame, is always good in these equipment decks, especially if you're going to have a bunch of cheap equipment laying around. Uh, you want to read it? Yep. At the beginning of combat on your turn, for each aura and equipment attached to Valduk, create a 3-1 red elemental creature token with Trample and Haste. 
exile those tokens at the beginning of the next end set. This pairs great with Relentless Assault as well. You just stick a bunch of stuff on the Valduk when you're maybe not able to cast Wyleth because she costs seven mana or whatever. And then, boom, you have four 3-1 swinging. You maybe get an extra combat step, get another four 3-1 swinging in. Yeah, well, um, you've got Shukos and Bone Saws and Sentinel's Eyes and Rocks and Crystal yeah. Slippers, like all that stuff. You could slide it all onto Valduk for maybe four or five mana and get four or five three ones. Yeah. And that's just a lot of damage out of nowhere. And I like what you said about Relentless Assault, which is also good with Wyleth because you'll draw more cards. Yep. Uh, the next card is Mana Geyser. So this is... This is the ultimate in, in, in Red Ramp. Yep. So it's three red red for a sorcery, but you add red to your mana pool for each tapped land your opponents control. This is a come from behind... You don't look like you're a threat. Suddenly you have an incredible turn because you have 25 man available that <laughs> turn. Right? This is the way to go. Valduk, attach seven things to it. Cast Relentless Assault. You know, mm -hmm. this, is, this is the way to really have crazy turns like that because you need such an influx of mana to pull all that off in one turn. Also, the deck has um, a bunch of X spells in it. So it has Comet Storm, Jaya's uh, Immolating Inferno, White Sun Zenith, and Martial Coup. So that's another four cards to just be able to dump a ton of mana into. Yep. So you can win games by just going like, I have 25 mana in my mana pool. Comet Storm, right? Yep. You can win games with Jai's uh, Immolating Inferno that way. Also, the deck has Dual Caster Mage. Ooh. So if you ever get Mana Geyser, Dual Caster Mage, and one of these X spells in your hand, that can just win you, win you the game right there. Yeah, that's a lot of damage out of nowhere. And people really, I don't think, see Mana Geyser coming because generally no one's going to be like, I'm not going to tap my mana because you have Mana Geyser. Everyone's trying to play their turns out unless they're doing the whole instant speed thing only. Um, and then another card that can sort of win the game out of nowhere, maybe with Mana Geyser, maybe without, is Chandra's Ignition. If not, it's also just a great board wipe that keeps your main piece alive. And also, like, it might just be the final punch. Mm -hmm. um, so Chandra's Ignition is three red red for a sorcery. Target creature you can control deals damage equal to its power to each other creature and each opponent. Blammo. So this is also an alternative to combat if somebody's got constant mists or, you know, some uh -huh. way to, like, stop your combats, which will be super annoying. Maze of it. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a way to just be like, boom, I'm not attacking. I'm just, I have all this stuff on Wyleth, and you thought you were safe. Like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Uh, and now I'm just going to have it. It's got 20 power, so it's just going to do 20 damage to everything. Yeah, even if it's earlier on, which is, like, Wyleth's going to do six damage to everything, play a, a sort of, like, a Blasphemous Axe roll, kill everything, and then swing, and then, boom, they don't have blockers, so now you can draw cards. Maybe Wyleth survives another turn. That can be great there, too. So Chandra's Ignition, good early, good late. Just a great all-around card. So Chandra's Ignition is the most expensive card we've talked about so far. It's $6. Every other card is under $3, and most of them are under $0.50. Cents. So we have a lot of budget left here. Mm -hmm. And there was two ways I, I could go with this. We uh, One is I could be like, oh, I have a lot more to spend. Let's go ahead and put in one big expensive card. Yep. And... Then there's also another way to go, which is like, hey, we're saving money. Let's just continue to do to save money. Yeah, especially because we had some other options up top, right, to mm -hmm. add in a Mind Stone or Wayfarer's Bobble. So maybe that budget could go toward those those cards as well. So there's 22 instants in the deck. The best card in the deck is probably Sunforger. Sunforger is an equipment that you can pay mana and unequip it and then search your library for a white or red instant card with four CMC or less and then cast it. Nice. So it's a tutor and it's card advantage. There are tons of instants. So you have this toolbox of stuff you can do. There's a lot of cool stuff in there, like deflecting palms and other things that can win you the game out of nowhere. So I think the best way to sort of spend your money in for, to make this deck better, if you're going to buy one big card, mm -hmm. is a way to find Sunforger. 
because the deck's already geared towards taking advantage of it. So you want to make sure that you just get it in more games. And I think the best card to do that is Steel Shaper's Gift. Yep. This is a white tutor for one white mana or sorcery. You can search your library for an equipment, reveal it, put it into your hand, and shuffle your library. So white doesn't get access to a ton of tutors. This one is equipment only, but in a deck like this, it's gravy. Yeah, and even if you've already drawn your Sunforger, this card's still going to be good because you have a bunch of other equipment in your deck. Mm -hmm. So it's still going to be useful. It's $14. So it's like more than half of what our budget would normally be. <laughs> it's I like can underpriced the actual deck too. <laughs> yeah, and it's also kind of a narrow card. I run Steel Shaper's Gift in quite a few decks with white because if you have a sort of feast and famine and some right. other good cards in normal decks. So it is, but it's not a card that goes in every single deck by any means, right? So maybe spending $14 on something like a card like that is not something you want to do, which I totally understand. So there is an alternative here that's only $2 and it'll get the job done. It's it's going to take it's going to be a little bit slower and cost more mana, but it still will do the job of finding Sun, Sunforger for you. It's Stone Hewer Giant. Three white, white for a creature giant warrior. That's a 4 4 with vigilance. You can make one in the white and tap it to search your library for an equipment card and put it onto the battlefield. And then you attach it to a creature you control, then shuffle your library. So you're cheating some mana cost there too. Yeah, and it attaches right away. It's definitely slower than <laughs> Steel Shaper's Gift and, and, you know, not as good as a result. But at the same time, for $2 it will do a, a, a good impression. It'll find you your most important card. Yeah. Plus, I've actually never seen this happen, but it's technically possible where Stone Hewer can do this on multiple turns and find other equipment in your deck after you've found the Stunforger. Yep, and even if you draw this late in the game and you happen to have one of your haste enablers, there's mm -hmm. a good chance you can play this and activate it the same turn. So Yeah, or, or just suit it up and smash, right? Yeah. Because it's got Vigilance and yeah. Those, so those are the 10 cards that we think you should put in. Uh, I think it'll make the deck quite a bit better. The deck is still a little bit unfocused, but let's talk about the cards that you should add, or sorry, that you should take out to make room for the 10 cards we just talked about. Um, I want to note we added seven equipment slash auras. Okay. So we are going to take some out because I think that's a little too many. Mm -hmm. So the first one is a real head scratcher. And when I saw it on the list, I was like looking around through the rest of the list trying to figure out like, why is this card come in the deck? <laughs> it's Flicker Wisp. One white, white for a three, one with flying. When it enters the battlefield, exile another target permanent. Return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of the next end step. Okay, so this can flicker your stuff, your opponent's stuff. It's a 3-1 with flying for three mana. But in the in equipment deck, what are you flickering of your own that you want to... Because every time you flicker something, if it has an aura on it, it falls off and goes to the graveyard. If the equipment's on it, it goes unequipped. Yeah, I mean, you do have... There's 11 other creatures besides Wyleth in the deck, and a couple of them have ETB effects, but, like, 11 creatures, you... When you have... And Flicker Wisp is one of them. So, and you you don't want to Flicker Wyleth. It doesn't do anything, and like yeah. you said, all the all the Voltron stuff falls off. What exactly are you... It, this does, Flicker Wisp doesn't have Flash, so you can't really use it on your opponent's stuff, right? Like, I just have no clue what this card's doing. Maybe I'm missing something here, but we're taking this out of the deck. Uh, unless somebody in the comments can tell me like why this card is in here, I have no clue. The only thing I can see is, oh, Wyleth needs to swing and there's a blocker in the way. Cast Flicker Wisp. You can get rid of the blocker and Wyleth can swing in. Next turn, Flicker Wisp is a good per thing that can attack that flying. Just put Fiend Hunter or Banisher Priest or something that's going to get rid of that thing for much longer. That's a good point. Typically, we see Flicker Wisp, we think, how can we take advantage of this on our board, create more advantage, more enters the battlefield, yada, yada. Yeah, this, I just don't get it. Uh, the next card is also one of the 11 other creatures. And because there are only 11 other creatures in the deck, I don't think this card is any good. Wow. 
It's Audric, Lunark Marshall, three in the white legendary creature. He basically allows your creatures to gain first strike or flying, death touch, double strike, haste, hexproof, and disruptive lifelink, menace, reach, skulk, trample, and vigilance if another creature has that. I like how you were like, I'm just going to read one of these. Okay, I'll do two. Uh, I'll, I'll do, do them all. all. <laughs> May as well. See if I can get through it. I didn't say Manache, though, so I did mess up there. <laughs> yeah, so Audric says, hey, if any of your creatures has a keyword, they all get that keyword. Mm -hmm. Again, you don't have very many creatures. You're likely to get Wyleth with a bunch of stuff on it and then just Audric. It's like, okay, so Audric gets a couple of keywords from the equipment that Wyleth has, yeah. but it doesn't, like... Who cares? I could see Audric being in the Akiri deck, but not so much in the Wyleth one. Yeah, you want 20 plus creatures at least before Audric's going to be any good, because just giving two keywords to one other creature is just not worth it. Yeah. Um, the next card is Volcanic Fallout. It's one red red for an instant. This spell can't be countered. Volcanic Fallout deals two damage to each creature and each player. But that kills your commander. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's going to have equipment and stuff, but this is just generally, I, I just don't think this is the type of deck that really needs that. Yeah. Here's a weird, weird one too. I, I kind of get why it's in there. Um, it's Word of Seizing. It's three red-red for an instant, but it has split seconds. So as long as this spell is on the stack, players can't cast spells or activate abilities that aren't mana abilities. It means it can't be countered, and you mm -hmm. can't, like, sack things in response or whatever. Um, and I think uh, mana abilities can still be activated. So Ashnod's and Phyrexian Altar, they can still sack too. Ah. Uh, you untap target permanent and gain control of it until end of turn. It gains haste until end of turn. This is a way to steal a creature at split second speed. Tricky things you can do with it, but in particular... Just like this deck doesn't take advantage of well, you don't have sack outlets. Yeah, you don't have like a bunch of stuff to do with it. Yeah, you can win out of nowhere sometimes with this card, but I just think for five mana, it's not something you want. You could also steal like a great henge because yeah. <laughs> it's target permanent. You can take with it, which is also it's five mana. So Sunforger can't go find it. Right. Yeah. Uh, Next up is Condemn. It's white for an instant. Uh, put target attacking creature on the bottom of its owner's library. Its controller gains life equal to its toughness. So kind of a tuck spell. Yeah. Old, oldie but the goodie. But it has to be attacking. I just, there's no reason to run uh, removal spells that have that narrow of a usage, right? Yeah. Unless you do it to yourself. A lot of, this, a lot <laughs> of the creatures you really don't want on the board are never, never going to attack. True. Uh, the next one is On Sarah's Wings, three and a white for a legendary aura enchant creature. Enchanted creature is legendary, gets plus one, plus one, and has flying, vigilance, and lifelink. Four mana, you can't recur it. This is just asking to get burned if you put it on Wyleth and they go remove Wyleth. Yeah, and it's a four mana enchantment aura. Definitely not that great. Another four mana enchantment aura is Faith Unbroken, which is an enchantment aura for three in the white. When it enters the battlefield, exile target creature and opponent's controls until Faith Unbroken leaves the battlefield and enchanted creature gets plus two, plus two. So it kind of does the Fiend Hunter, Banisher Priest thing, uh, but on an aura, which means it's much likelier to fall off later on too. I don't want to give even more reasons that they want to remove Wyleth, right? That's a good point, yeah. Yeah, I really don't want to do that. So I'm just... trying to slip by and be like, my deck is not that great. It's Boros equipment attacks. <laughs> yeah, and just then... let Wyleth live, please. Yeah. The next one is Sword of Vengeance, three mana for an artifact equipment. Uh, equip cost is three, and equip creature gets plus two, plus zero, oh, and has first strike, vigilance, trample, and haste. Three is too much as a haste enabler. Yeah. And it just doesn't give enough... Uh, stat boost in the other areas. I just would rather have Shuko almost every time because at least it's really cheap to slide over. I mean, First Strike, Vision's Tramble, and Haste is great, but I'd rather have Griff's Boon and just fly over because yeah. I find that that's almost the most guaranteed way to get combat damage in a lot of times. All right, so the next card that we're going to recommend cutting from the deck is Blazing Sunsteel. Yeah, it, this is one of the new cards that they introduced with its pre-con, but like we said earlier, the equip cost is just way too much. Yeah, this is the uh, two mana for an equipment that gives you plus one plus O for each opponent you have. 
When equipped creature is dealt damage, it deals that much damage to any target. Equip cost of four, though, so six mana to get this online. Uh, it's a little sad to be recommending <laughs> cutting one of the new cards from the deck, but I just don't think this is efficient enough. It's just kind of bad. It is a good effect, but yeah, just getting it going, and there's just so many steps in between, I think, where it could get disrupted or doesn't work out the way you want it to. Also, this deck doesn't take advantage of that thing where you take damage and you deal damage to any target. It doesn't have a bunch of ways to deal damage to itself, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, right, this is just basically saying make it unblockable, and I think, again, there's a lot of great equipment out there. This it just doesn't make the cut. Uh, and then the final card is Expedite, which is one red mana for an instant. Target creature gains haste until end of turn. Draw a card. I think this card is fine in the deck, given that you will want haste sometimes, and yeah. you can always just cycle it. But it also just doesn't do much most of the time. And again, doesn't work good with Sunforger, because if you already have Sunforger on a creature and you're unattaching it, you don't need this. Right. So. Yeah, and it's just a cantrip, so it's an easy remove as well. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Prepare for battle. Ready for arms. Armed for combat. Combat ready. <laughs> to the listeners, let us know what you thought of the deck. Are you kind of unimpressed like we are? Um, or do you think there are some auto-includes that we didn't talk about today that would make this a very sweet brew? Uh, please let us know. You can comment below. You can tweet at us. Send us an email. Do all of that good stuff. We read it all. Even if we may not respond, we definitely do see it all. Uh, and if you want to get your hands on this deck, the other Commander Precon, anything from Commander Legends, booster boxes, collectors, boosters, singles, cardkingdom.com slash command zone. That is your online magic retailer that you're going to want to use to get this stuff to you in the best condition, the fastest. And also, you are simultaneously supporting the command zone and all of our content when you order cards using that affiliate link. Yep. And when you get those cards, protect them with the best in the business, Ultra Pro. We trust them to make our playmats on our Kickstarters, our custom sleeves that are on Kickstarter right now. They may or may not be sold out. And we trust them for good reason. They've been in the business for quite a long time. They know how to make product that has consistent quality, is going to make your cards look the best and feel the best when you're shuffling them, playing with them, and also adorn your battlefield with amazing art. There's a ton of new stuff from Commander Legends as well from Ultra Pro. So just make sure you check all that out. All right, no end step because just like there was no song, we are doing so many videos right now. We're just going to skip those extra steps. But we do want to thank our editing graphics and logistics team, which is Manson Lung, Craig Blanchette, Ashlyn Rose, Lady Danger, Alfred Estaca, Josh Murphy, Jake Boss, Patrick Nunn, and Sam Waldo. And big thanks, Jeffrey Palmer, for the 11 card animations that often live behind us. And also start our show at youtube.com slash the command zone podcast. Find Jeffrey online at Living Cards MTG. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. Peace. For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. See you later, alligator. Greetings, humans. <laughs>